time of the week again. Prepare yourself for the surveyors of saws, the sultans of spaghetti, the whispers in your ears. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What's Your Spaghetti Policy Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Alex and Jacob. There, it's only fitting that as I wrap up this month-long uh, guest host that I've had since Jacob's been gone, that I have one of my best friends in the whole world, but also the person who I first did my first podcast with. I said first twice, that didn't make any sense. But the person who I did my first podcast with, which would be you. You Ooh. and I. Yeah, you and I. Uh, started an endeavor uh, 2009 or 10. I don't remember. We th- we had this wild hair and we're like, bro, bro. We know how to do this. <laughs> we, 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 bro, we're funny. We're like, yeah. we're so fucking charming and funny. People will find us <laughs> endearing. We'll do a podcast and we'll also, bro, we'll also do We'll write reviews on video games and movies and TVs. <laughs> we're gonna be internet moguls. We 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 we're gonna we're we're yeah we we set we set the bar with uh, we are digital citizens. Um, I don't know how far we got, but ultimately I ended up moving away. So that was and like we could have done it over Skype. I don't even know why we stopped. I think we're just we're that was before Skype and Zoom and everything was as prevalent as it yeah. is today. So yeah, and it was just like meh. And then I continued. I think you ended up moving to Nashville, so you moved even farther away. Mm-hmm. And then I continued. I was like, man, I miss doing podcasting. Like, you know, I wanted to keep going. So then I was like, well, I'll just I'll be the host and I'll just have like a revolving door of people coming in. And I did that for like I don't know, 18 episodes or some shit like your bedroom in college. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, um, eventually I ran out of guests and material. And so, and like a lot of those people moved away or I was like no longer friends with them. And so, um, I was like, well, I can't just sit here and do a one man show. That's I'm not, I'm not famous enough for that. So I ended up, I was like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just stop doing it. And then, uh, I, I always had that itch to keep going, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's like herpes, it's forever. And so the itch never goes away. <laughs> and so, um, I was just like, well, you know, I've got all this equipment and then I ended up selling all my equipment and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just, ne- I'm just never going to do it again, you know? And, and that's why you never say never. Cause then lo and behold, like five or six years later, I end up starting a podcast and we're almost on a hundred fucking episodes that's crazy. It's that's it's nuts. I I honestly can't believe it when I think about it. But I don't know if you were the first guest, but you were one of the first guests. Uh, way, way in the early days. I feel like I, I, I know I wasn't the first, but yeah, okay. it was it was early on. Yeah, it Can was. You tell the fine people what my name is, or do I need to? I mean, fuck. P H U C K. No, already I, know. Huh. If they don't already know. Yeah. See, the thing is, is 
you know, I, I had to do this with like a couple other guests. I don't typically do introductions when people are on here. It eventually comes up, but oh, okay. sure. Go ahead. Tell us your plan. Tell us your name. My name is Zatch Bryles. Bryles. William Billy Stetson the third. That's right. <laughs> I'm Zach Royals. Yeah, Zach from uh uh Mythos pedal company as a company or just mythos pedals it's just mythos pedals We're, i'm gonna incorporate soon so we have we've been like milling over the tennessee llc website yeah uh, which uh like no joke mythos llc was taken at the end of last year hmm. and i was like say what and then I, I put on my my you know my detective google hat and um tried to figure out who it was and i don't know if have you ever looked at llcs or anything so all the person's information is pretty much on the internet and so i found his address oh my god <laughs> tried to like say who is this guy and apparently it's like some pharmaceutical thing um and he's started and stopped a lot of llcs so it sounds hinky so i don't know i probably can't pick that because mythos is llc is taken so we're gonna right. do something but well i mean i'll still be mythos pedals you know right it is uh it's been quite the journey for you the last couple of years <laughs> do what like you wouldn't believe yeah uh you know 200 uh, hour work weeks and <laughs> it's not quite that i mean i definitely work at least 100 hours a week so uh, you know start your own company they said it'd be a great idea yeah you, you make you know it's fun what is it they say uh enjoy what you do and you'll never work a day in your life that's fucking yeah that's bullshit. nonsense it's not i mean like yeah i mean i guess it there's there's definitely a tipping point where eventually you're like yeah okay i've worked hard for so long and now i can actually afford to relax but until you get to that point it's oh my gosh it's just murder yeah you've so. pretty much like all of your hobbies and everything you enjoy doing uh has taken a substantial hit and it's just like wake up kiss your wife kiss your child go to work eat lunch work <laughs> put your child and wife to bed work go to sleep <laughs> Yeah, all my I do a bunch of live streams on Instagram yeah. and all my friends uh cuz I turned off Instagram notifications years ago. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> but, smart. Yeah. <clears throat> but they they'll see me, they'll be like on Xbox Live or playing video games or something that they'll see Zach. So they see me pop up and like, "Oh, Zach's going live at like 10:30 at night doing a live stream while I work and stuff." Yeah. Yeah. I noticed uh that you and I we both have skulls. Oh. Yeah. yeah, bro. This obviously it's audio, so no one else can see it. But is that weird? No, I don't think so. I think we're both into the macabre <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember. I, we've told this story before, but I guess it should. We have several new listeners that you've been on here, and for anybody that you bring over who doesn't know me, um, I, we should probably tell the story on how we became friends. Sure. Uh, there's about five years difference between you and I. You are an old man. No. <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, yeah, I'm 30, 36. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be 32 uh, in June. Because you were born the same year as Morgan. Yes, your wife. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. um, just Morgan, just a, <laughs> some <laughs> random person named Morgan, you know. Yeah, they're born um, too. Um, and so I guess it was 2008. I think I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about you in the shower, not in that way, just about this. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about when it was exactly that you and I became friends, because I know it was American literature. Yeah. And I had 
longer hair. I think I had cut it, but it still was like medium length. Mm-hmm. And I we <laughs> I would sit outside in before class and I would have my headphones on and just blaring some heavy metal music. And what were you using to play that music? Alex? I was using a Zune baby. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 freaking star lord of mp3 player <laughs> that's right man you know always had to be different always had to stand out like i didn't fucking want no apple ipod i needed a zune and it, let's see how that worked out <laughs> um but anyways i was you know listening to my my medals on uh on the zune and then i guess did we have signed seats in that class I don't know if we did or not, but we we set, we were like one row apart. Yeah, was- like I sat here, and then there was a girl that I eventually dated at one point who sat in front of me, but you sat beside me, and basically the reason you started talking to me was because I, in American literature, was not listening, and our professor's name was Tom Sawyer, which always reminded me of uh, Rush, <laughs> <laughs> even though it's not Sawyer, it's Sawyer, S-A-Y-A. And uh, he and like I so I have this game informer out that I'm not not paying attention in class. And I don't know what it was, but did you say something to me? Yeah, yeah you had like the I saw the cover and I was and I brought it up and yeah, we struck a conversation because like honestly, like hearing your music and your you just had this brooding mood. <laughs> And I was like, oh man, this guy's hard. Like <laughs> he's hard. Yeah. Like, oh, we're friends now. I it's so funny because I tell people that. Like, I have a very just like not a resting bitch face, but like if you just see me, I'm have you seen that video of that guy in the courtroom where he just kind of like walks in and kind of just like backs up and he's just like staring? If you've seen it. If you okay, so I'll have to find it to you and send it to you. It's very much me. It's the same energy that I put off. I don't mean to be this brooding, like you know, stoic, just like mean looking motherfucker, but like it just happens. Like I just I look pissed off all the time, even though I'm generally not. Um, and so like <laughs> I know in my younger days, yes. Uh, as I've gotten older, the things that used to bother me and and set me off, yeah, it's just like well, whatever. Yeah, once you have a kid, it's like all like your fuse just resets. You're like, oh, all this stuff is so stupid. Yeah, it's like none of that shit makes a difference. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I have no idea how or like because again, you know, at that age, you're still you know you meet people, but it's that's always where it's like, yo, bro, you should come hang out at my place. So oh. I don't know if it was like I came to your place in sparta or if you no, came I, hung out of my apartment i think i hung out at your apartment and the thing that stood out to me was how clean your room and everything was i was like dude this guy's like taking <laughs> care of his shit like, <laughs> or i was a serial killer <laughs> yeah, oh yeah like man look, this the bathroom's really clean i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> too clean with toothbrush, toothbrush yeah uh, yeah and, and yeah and then not soon after that you got a new apartment and then then we hung out all the time so like, was this the first apartment that you came to, was that the one that was Eagle's Landing where I had the, like, it was me and Corey and then the the girl who ended up, who had her big giant fat cat. And then I also had the other girl who was a drug addict who was there before me. That had she to be because I only went there, I think, once. Yeah. Yeah. I've told that story on here before where, like, I it was this weird apartment setup where you paid for your room 
per month, but you shared like the living room and the kitchen. And the girl that lived there before me was like a heroin addict. And what? Oh, uh, I never knew that. Oh, yeah, dude. They found heroin in our apartment in her toilet. Like it was like, you know, you take oh, the, in the back. <laughs> yeah, it was in there. And like when she got out of rehab and she came in, because like it was a whole thing where her mom had contacted me on Facebook. It was like, hey, you know, um, I don't want to say her name, but so-and-so is not going to be there for a while. Can you take care of the cat? I'll pay you. And if the cat had already lived there and I was like, okay, she's like, you just change the litter and, you know, feed them when I'll drop off, I'll drop off things here and there. And I was like, okay, whatever. She ended up paying me. It was like three or four months or something. And then, so she finally came back. And then like, when she came back, it was very awkward. Cause it's like, I've been taking care of your cat for four or five months or whatever. And right. um, then she fell off the wagon real quick and was running. There was literally a train of dudes in and out. Yeah. It was, <laughs> And it's just like, oh, I got to get out of here. I got to get the fuck out of here. Well, that was that second time I went to your apartment. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. And so, uh, but it's it's weird because, you know, there's inst- like you meet people and there's like instant chemistry that you have yeah. with people. And it's just so weird how th- with the age difference that we have, you and I are a lot alike in a lot of ways. But we're also very different in a lot of ways because you could not give a shit about sports no at all and i can't wear shorts every day of the year <laughs> yeah right <laughs> we dress totally different like you're you know you dress nice like i mean even on your like you're like relaxing clothes you're just like dressed as if you could go to a nice restaurant me i look i look like a fucking i'm going to work out at a gym every day even though i don't step foot in a gym um but then you know like you fit, man you gotta have your fit you know? yeah by the way you look like you're losing weight uh, it's just a baggy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, uh, I, yeah, but it's so weird because like sports were, are, were, and are still a huge part of my life. And we've become such good friends, but it's just like you could not give a shit. No. It, and I, you know, I have a few other friends I've met over the past couple of years who are really into most of the guys in the UK who are into, you know, football. Football. Uh, and they, they want to talk about it. And I'm like, I just can't like, just let's talk about anything else. It doesn't have to be about guitars. Like we can talk about anything else. I just don't care. I can't bring myself to care at all. And it's not like I, I see sports and I just immediately go, Bleh. like I can enjoy a football game. Like I understand how it works. Yeah. The stuff. rules. Yeah. Like I, I was in band. So I like had to go every football game in, you know, in high school and I understand, okay, this is how it's a, it's not a hard game to figure out. Um, you just don't have a vested interest. Well, that, and like all the, the culture of like following uh, statistics and, and, and knowing players like that is just totally, uh, it doesn't compute with me. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just can't. I Do you can't. think it's partially because your dad wasn't into sports too? My dad was so into sports. Oh, was he? He never told. He never talked about it. Um, <laughs> you and your dad's relationship cracks me up. <laughs> wait, it's so weird. Yeah, like my whole life, because my dad played football in in high school and a little bit in college, uh, and my grandpa played football in college and probably could have done more because he he was like a great player in college, and um, but he decided to have a family, you know. But my dad, I didn't know my dad liked football at all until I was probably 19 or 20 years old jesus it's like a whole like hidden life part of his life yeah he, he would just like listen to it on the radio uh when he was working and it just we, we never watched it on tv um he, they made me play baseball and, and so, like t-ball and then baseball when i was a kid and i hated it yeah but 
but yeah, I had I had no idea. And he he loves it. And it might have been something that I mean, he might have sacrificed it because in in the late 80s, early 90s, when I was growing up, like he was just insanely busy too. So maybe it was just something that he kind of let go in my formative years. So I, yeah. I never got that. But yeah, by the time I had developed into the, the basic rudimentary shape of the person <laughs> I am now, like sports Both physically and mentally. <laughs> Well, back then, I, I wish I still had some of that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it just like totally passed me by. It just never, never clicked. I've never really asked you this, but like, if you had to, like, if there was just like one of these things where like you had to get into a sport, what sport would you pick? You know, like I <laughs> <laughs> because I I I I want to go against the grain so badly, mm-hmm. but honestly, um things that really impress me and boggle my mind are stuff like competitive (laughs) yo-yoing and i like that's not even a joke like if you've ever gone on youtube and just typed in like like professional yo-yo competition and you watch those people you're like what like how how is that physically possible like those things really boggle my mind um and I mean, I don't know. I like football, base, baseball is really boring to me. I don't yes. think ever. Uh, and basketball, you know, it, it just doesn't. I, I think football, I could kind of get into. What about hockey? Not really. I don't know. I think I'm, I, I like more of a, um, like, I don't, the, the team effort, like, like teams against team isn't as exciting. So you like the individual? Yeah. I mean, I could honestly, I'd see myself getting more into like, uh, like Formula One racing. Or okay. Something. Yeah compared to like team you're not you're not into tennis <laughs> God. No, you know not to insult anybody who's like into tennis but uh, yeah i mean and again like I, I used to be like you know everyone that's into sports just has like they're you know they're just so boring it's like <laughs> i know that's not true yeah. it's just for me it it does not there's nothing about it that um triggers any sort of excitement in me right. I mean, granted okay like unless you know it's down to the wire and like you know one team is gonna, you know, they could win the game or whatever. It's like, oh, I mean, everyone I think would get yeah. sucked in the drama of it. Yeah. But as far as like having like a personal stake, and then if, yeah. if if your team loses, like carrying that weight to me, it's just like, well, there it goes. It's just like playing a video game to me. It's like right. you know, win or lose, it's nothing really changes. So. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, there's, I know, I know several people who are like not into sports, but it's just, it's one of those things to where like I just, I don't sports in general have kind of shaped who I am. So I, I just don't know where I would be. Obviously now that I have a child, I don't, I'm, I'm still like way into my sports teams, but I don't let the outcomes affect my mood as much as I used to like pre Zoe dude. I like my team lost. I was just, I'd be like miserable like all day. And it's like, why, like why, wh- what bearing does that have on me? Why am I mad that my team like lost? Like I, I shouldn't, but it's just one of those emotional attachment things that you have that, you know, you just grow up for, you know, 20 years, you root for this team, whatever. And so, but I don't know, I just always thought, and that was the thing too. Like, you know, we never, I, it was never one of those things where I'm like, bro, 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 you should watch this, bro. And yeah. it's like, I, like I knew early on, like, you don't give a shit about sports. Okay. So like, we would just talk about other things that we both gave a shit about. So, you know, whether that was video games or movies or, I don't know. I mean, I know you and I used to, like, we fell in love over, like, fell in love. That sounds like <laughs> <laughs> we fell in love. No, we both had a mutual love for 
uh, Edgar Wright and Shaun of the Dead. And so like we have a, we had a lot of inside jokes that were based off the movie and, you know, this, that and the other. Um, one of my favorite things like movie going experiences that I've ever had is you, you came up to Knoxville and we me and you went to go see the triple feature of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz and then um, The World's End. Yes. And that's like just a Can you imagine now going to the theater for like 10 hours? <laughs> well, not well, not now specifically. No, unless I was gonna like rent the the the, the theater yeah. you know, all day. I mean, honestly, for those movies, it would probably only be like a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> it might be yeah, worth- <laughs> yeah. But I just like to oh, have yeah. to have ten hours of free time. Oh, oh my god! Like <laughs> I, I think about like because sometimes you'll ask me like you know you'll see me online on the switch or whatever. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm on the toilet. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> I, I know when you're playing Crypt of the Necro Dancer, I'm like, he's taking a poopy. <laughs> like, that's where, you know, like people always say, like, you know, when, when did you play guitar? Like, do you have a band? Like, no, no, I don't have a band. Like, are you kidding me? You know, you used to. I, I have. Yeah. You've but had not, several bands. Yeah. But nothing like serious. But even then, it's like, uh, it's funny when you get ingrained in a culture, because, you know, for those that don't know, I, I make, guitar effects and uh, a live and breathe in the guitar world and everyone it, it's it you become kind of jaded and, and not in like a totally negative way well, but you've always been that way <laughs> <laughs> i mean not so much about the things that i, I really love because i do you know i i love music and i love guitar um and everything about it but when you live and breathe it every day you just stop the things that would for 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 the people that don't that carry so much weight and so much importance just become so dull yeah um and that's something that i i it's i have to keep that in mind when i talk to people because a lot of times i'm so just like i don't even know what the word is just i'm abrasive well i'm just a scrooge about stuff and i mean and, and and i shouldn't be because you know for a lot of people, this is something they love too, but they don't, ha- they don't, they're not earning a living doing it. Or if they are, you know, even if you're a gigging guitarist and you're, you're playing all the time, you're not having to like make the guitars. And I think if you did that, it would ch- kind of change your perspective on it. And it doesn't mean I'm not excited about it, but when I hang out with my musician friends, one of our rules is like, we're not talking about guitars. Like we're going to talk about movies or our families or, or something because yeah. all that, Cause it's, you it's talk about, yeah, you talk about it ad nauseum every day you live and breathe it. So it's kind of like, you, you know, and that's one of the things like, I was like, Hey man, just come, come, come have a chat with me. You know, obviously sure. It, yeah, sure. Obviously your, your, you know, mythos is going to come up, but it's not something, uh, you know, cause like I had Amy Mallet who works for IGN on the last episode and obviously she lives and breathes and like talks video games all the time. Yeah. We talked about it, but it's like the last 10 minutes, but you know, we just talked, I just talked to her like, as a person so and it was i'm sure that was nice for her to not have to like to talk about other things that she enjoys or whatever so uh, and, and when you're like a personality and i mean and not that i'm like this i'm not a celebrity or anything you know? <laughs> i mean with a faux celebrity but uh um, i mean people know who you are well i mean if you live in that world then you yeah. might but um there's definitely this this thing in your brain that you have to be on yeah uh, and it's nice to to switch that off, and and even if you're talking about something casually, and not yeah. have to like you don't have to be selling a product or selling yourself or whatever. You can just you yeah. know, be yourself. It's good for your for your mental your mentals. 
as they say. Yes. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you a question and I totally forgot what it was, but just piggybacking off music, I, I mean, it's pretty much well-documented. Uh, anyone who knows me, I'm even wearing the hat. I am a huge Parkway Drive fan. And what's funny is like, even though it's so weird, like when I think about it, like really you and I, like you don't like sports. You don't really like the same type of music that I like. <laughs> I don't dislike it. It's just yeah. not as, it, it, it doesn't mean as much to me as it does yeah and but i mean it's not like if you're listening to it you're it's not your preferred genre of music to listen to and what's funny is that you have seen parkway drive three times at least three at least i know the my second time i think or my first time i can't remember is 2009 uh you and i it's just like the universe aligned perfectly because during because we obviously anyone doesn't know i mean i think i said that we went to school together in college our spring break coincided with the deep blue album and they were in atlanta so we drove down on like a it was like a wednesday or a thursday or some shit and we went to go see parkway did we drive back that night yeah i think so yeah um to be to be you know 19 years old again um and then i know that i've seen them we went to the we went to rocket town and saw yeah. them it, me because i was like i didn't know that uh was it rocket town mm-hmm. i think so well yeah. there was there there was another one that was like literally like a bar area that you walked in it was kind of like on the east side of nashville maybe no uh, we saw them at marathon that's what it was marathon music works uh, yeah but but I think at Rocketown was with your dad. Yeah, me, you, and my dad, and it was it was Parkway and a bunch of like other. Oh my god! Yeah, like Parkway. terrible local bands. Yeah, it was like staggering. Like we 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 were here, and I was like, Alex, what have you brought yeah, me? Wasn't it at Rocketown? Like you walk in, and then the, it used to be a skate park, and they have a bunch of they have like the Ten Commandments up there, and there was like no cursing allowed, and so like, how are you going to have a concert? Like obviously, like parkway you know they're they're much more loose with their language australians are you know and so like it it was so it was so weird but like i think i was trying to think i'm pretty sure i've seen parkway like seven times seven or eight times which is nuts when you think about it uh i've seen them in cincinnati atlanta charlotte nashville i've just like basically anywhere within five hours driving distance i would go um and it's so wild because my wife has not has never seen parkway but uh, I don't we, think she would like it. <laughs> well, she said she would go because, um, you know, I'll, Parkway is a good medium for like if I'm driving, you know, we don't listen to like Black Dahlia murder and like fucking death metal. But like it's a good medium for like she she and she's heard it for so long to where like there's a couple songs that she does like. And so she's like, we'll go. And so before COVID happened, we had, they were, we were going to go to Atlanta and she was going to go to her first ever metal concert. Cause I'm like, you know, obviously metal gets a bad rap for this things, but I was like, it's something, and you can speak this as a musician. There's something totally different about seeing something live. And you can probably attest to this. Like there's a more of an appreciation for certain styles of music when you see it live, as opposed to seeing it like heavily edited and like, you know, you get the the album, you've recorded music, so you know how it works, but it's like, you know, I I've been to rock shows, you know, I've been to all these other shit, but like, I just feel like there's nothing in the world musically. I mean, you can, you've been to more shows than me that is like a, like a heavy metal show. Like there's just an energy there that you can't really find or harness anywhere else. Yeah. Um, And so it's just like those, it's one of those things that like, I feel like, 
you know, her and I, that I, I really just want her to experience, but obviously she didn't get to because, you know, the whole fucking world shut down. So yeah. <laughs> she needs to experience that just to get to know you better. Um, yeah. But uh, like one thing about Parkway um, and, and, and a lot of metal shows, I mean, a lot, or a lot of the um, bands that I've seen with you is like, it's not as loud as you would think. Yeah. I mean, it's loud, but <clears throat> having seen some just of the most ridiculous, like local bands who bring amps that are... <laughs> just like there's no there's no reason for it like it, you don't walk away from it going like ow like that i can't hear anything i mean it's you know you're a, yeah. numb a little bit but but yeah and like metal is such a it's it's funny because like it's a it's an oddly positive community but at the same time you'll like people and be like these people look mad as hell <laughs> it's it's a release man like and that's the thing like i don't like i stand out in metal shows because i don't dress or act like a metalhead. I don't have tattoos from head to toe. I don't have gauges. I don't have piercings. I'm not wearing full on black and chains and like I'm not, you know, I'm not into like punching people. Ever, huh? Have you ever? Have I ever been like a goth? Like yeah, worn like no. all the black and no, you never had like the, the denim with like patches on it. No, man. Never. Like it was never that was never my style. I've always worn basketball shorts and t-shirts. Cause I my style is fucking comfort. So like, you know, I, I've told the story, like I went to uh Went to a show in Spartanburg. It was Cannibal Corpse, Black Dahlia Murder, God Forbid, and I think Behemoth. And I was wearing a Piggly Wiggly shirt. <laughs> and so this guy, this guy was like, hell yeah, I'm P- Piggly Wiggly. That's, that's metal as fuck, bro. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just wearing a shirt, man. <laughs> and so like I, I'm, it's awkward for me because I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not this stereotypical metalhead. So like, if you looked at me, you would never be like, that dude listens to metal. He probably listens. Like you probably, that dude probably listens to like EDM or some shit. <laughs> it's probably how you, you know, would get categorized or whatever, but um, you know, it's, huh? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, sure. But um, you know, it's, it's it's so weird because like i i'm going to enjoy the show when i go like there are certain times where like you know i'll bounce and i'll bounce my head and like jump up and down and shit but like i don't mosh i don't thrash dance i don't do any of that shit i'm not into like um crowd surfing and all that because i just like i don't i don't like people and i don't want people touching me yeah, <laughs> it's basically what it, which you don't you definitely don't like people touching you and i love to just like pester you and like no. and you're just like don't touch me <laughs> yeah i like i have my bubble and i like my space um so yeah no i and like i'm usually fine like bumping up against people but at shows like that they're sweaty and gross hot yeah it's like there's most of them aren't wearing do yeah yeah but like (laughs) but it's so fun like i know that you know outside of like the parkway when parkway was playing like if there's other bands playing like you and i would just like look at each other and just be like you know, we'd have this look like, God damn, this shit sucks. And you're so funny because you'll just criticize this shit out of, you're like, they don't need that. That guitar sucks. This guy can't drum. Um, <laughs> His voice sucks. Yeah, I mean, like you see the world through, you know. Yeah, different prison. Uh, yeah, and it's like, for me, I, I judge everything. And I'm, I'm better about that now. But but yeah, I'm very like critical of guitar equipment. And you're stuff. critical think, of music in general, which, uh, I, you know. I mean, I, I think nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like my harshness has come down a little bit lately, but because you're uh, in the public eye, and you don't want to, you know. Not piss. really. I mean, I don't mind getting in fights with people on the internet, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just like you know, not every every maybe everybody hasn't reached the level they want to be at yet. So you can't if you step on them when they're when they haven't 
yeah i haven't gone there yet you might i mean that might ruin someone's like spirit a little bit you know sure but then if you go watch metallica and then lars is missing his drum like his his beats then you're just like this fucking guy yeah oh man like that the, the, oddly enough one of the bands i've seen the most is probably one maybe not the most uh, but i've seen zz top a few times and yeah you poor, love zz top uh, yeah and i love old zz top you know but but frank the drummer yeah like it's like i think most of his stuff might be kind of programmed now yeah sad Sorry. it's okay i mean listen when you get up to be that age you kind of but again you would think repetition of time you kind of just can do that shit in your sleep wouldn't you well he you well yeah he had a bad car accident and stuff too or something he got in an accident listen and, yeah drummer from Def labor lost his arm and didn't miss a beat well he, I mean, <laughs> yeah yeah well, <laughs> you know we can, yeah no I, I was i was gonna i mean i don't want to do you like Def leopard no <laughs> i mean okay like i can appreciate Def leopard because yeah. you listen to hysteria or any of that stuff um it, the harmonies and the production and the fact that none of that was done really with computers i mean that may there might have been some tracking with computers but there was no auto-tune or anything yeah it's it's incredible musicianship um do i want to sit and listen to it you know for more than a couple songs now you know what about rat and twisted sister no no like <laughs> most of that kind of it just burns me out like really yeah hard. and you know and i appreciate the, the i appreciate the guitarness of it you know yeah. warren d martini of rat is an amazing guitarist and like um and and it, uh, boston and all that stuff like the the the, the the bands that inspired those guys like i enjoy it for a little while and then i'm i just can't i can't i can't i can only ingest so much guitar music before right. okay I, I just need to listen to i listen to a lot of blank and chill like zelda and chill you know, Anamanaguchi. So, no not even no not, not nothing that high energy as much now mostly i'm just listening to kind of the um those chill hop yeah hot music because it just kind of switches my mind off gotcha and lets me focus what is the what style of guitar like metal guitar do you prefer you know i i used i mean i loved metallica i, yeah. I loved metallica so much but i as i grew hey, up, man, <laughs> I, I mean and james like of all the yeah yeah of all the guitar players that I uh, have yet to meet, like he's I mean, and singers too. Like I, I, I would freak out to meet Hetfield, um, Kirk Hammett. I'd be excited to meet him, but not like I would freak out because James Hetfield's really awesome. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, these days I'm way into more of the. Um, I don't even know what it is like the really more progressive metal guitar stuff. Um, like. Uh, um what's his name tossing the bossy or whatever animals as leaders is not it's a little too much too um, technical yeah i mean too I, mathy as they call it it's just he's playing like an eight string guitar so it just <laughs> sounds like you know a, a typewriter with distortion almost but i and, and he's he's amazing what he, yeah. he, i've met him i've seen him play like a normal six string guitar and he is he's a virtuoso he's he's really yeah. phenomenal but um there's a guitarist out of australia called Pliny p-l-i-n-i i think yeah uh, and it's mostly just instrumental just kind of melodical things and then just like shred and, yeah. and then it goes back to it, it I, i'm into that um but yeah i sold my my shreddy guitar that i recently got that's so. uh, okay you got to pay the bills um <laughs> who's who's the 
most underrated guitar player of all time that you can think of? Man. Somebody who doesn't get enough credit, you think? Probably Prince. You, oh, yeah. And yeah. I think since his passing, I think there's been an entire new generation because th- for the longest time, you couldn't get his shit on any sort of streaming service. Right. Which I think you can now, right? I have no idea, actually. Um, but yeah, like very good guitarist. Very oh. good. He was, he was an incredible musician, but yeah, an, an awesome guitar player. I mean, he idolized Hendrix and stuff. And he, yeah, he was, he was great. So. My mine always goes to Randy Rhodes just because of how short his career was. Yeah, but I think everyone kind of recognizes Randy as, I mean, Randy Rhodes was so cool because beyond the fact of just his incredible musicianship, is he, he just constantly searched out like the instrument when they would yeah. go on tour. Like he'd find the local guitar teacher and say, "Show me what you know," and just he just ingested guitar. It's so and, cool. Yeah, it's awesome, and it's it's sad that he's not here anymore for sure. Do you know where he died? Where? Yeah, like his the last show ever. Have I ever told you this? I don't think so. My dad saw his last concert ever. It was here oh, he in, here in Knoxville. Oh, really? No. I yeah, and as he was flying, that's when the when the or I guess it was was he in a helicopter or a, a plane that went down? I think he was in a plane. Yeah. Yeah, his last show ever was at Thompson Bowling Arena here in Knoxville in nineteen eighty four, two eighty two, eighty four. Early 80s is before yeah. I was alive, but yeah, it's wild stuff. There is nobody on this planet that I know that loves and knows Ghostbusters like you do. Yeah, we've talked about it briefly. Um, I think the last time you were on here, they hadn't even announced that the movie was coming out, and then I don't even know if they had announced the female reboot by that. Yeah, point. that was 2016, right? Yeah, um, we won't talk about that because that's a whole can of worms that's whatever um but we were but i was actually very excited for the new one and Mm. like the thing that sucks is that it's done and they're not going to release until like november yeah yeah uh, either like the 10th or 11th or something yeah do you know i'm gonna see how deep cut your knowledge is i don't put you on the spot (laughs) i'm gonna find it do you know the famous thing is who you're gonna call yeah. Do you know the number? <sighs> <laughs> you would have known probably 10 years ago. Well, no, because I know it's like, I mean, it's like 555 JL. What says this is according to, I don't know, you can debunk this. It was on the anniversary. It's a uh, 212 897 1964. That's the number? Yeah, here, I'll show you. Oop, hold on. You gonna look it up? Huh. Well, on the car, because I don't I don't remember that in the first movie, but in on Ecto 1A, um there's the phone number printed on the side. Yeah, well, there's the one you're talking about, the one 654 1984 Yes. Uh and you got to hear Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd in a recorded message. Yeah, it says like Oh my gosh. There's like, I'm trying to find a picture. But, yeah. In September of 2014, Sony created a promotional toll free number, which is the 212. It's based in New York City for fans of the United States. This number when was cre- created. This is in 2014. It was created oh, for the 30th yeah. anniversary and it was, uh, it was part of the, the Blu rays and advertisement. I don't know exactly what it did if you called that number, but I do remember speaking of numbers. It's so weird. I know that. On the very on the first iteration of uh, We Are Digital Citizens podcast, you and I called Ramona Flowers' phone number 
Oh, Scott yeah. Pilgrim because it was not a five 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 number and it was a legitimate number. I do not recall what happens when you call it, but I know it was like a recorded message, but I don't think it had anything to do with the movie. Right. No, I don't think so. No, um, on the Ecto one A, yeah, this is this is what it is. Um, JL five twenty twenty was what it said. It says we believe you called JL five twenty twenty. So that's the number I was thinking. Okay. About. Well, I don't know. I just saw that. And I, look at me. I was trying to stump you, but you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> no, I, I've never heard the official, the Sony phone number for for it. I have a question for you. And I'm going to cause. I'm going to make you, make you defend it. Why is Uncharted series better than Indiana Jones? <laughs> As somebody who grew up loving Indiana Jones and probably still do. You know, uh, so recently I, 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 I watch a lot of Adam Savage stuff on mm-hmm. YouTube and he had someone ask him why he only considers Raiders of the Lost Ark like a real Indiana Jones film. Uh, or, or why is that the only one he really pays any attention to? And he said something along the lines, of, along the lines of like, you you fall in love with the girl, you're scared of the villain, and the stakes seem real. Like you know, the, the, there's like all that kind of lines. That's up. the only one that Indiana has a legitimate effect on, right? Because Temple of Doom is that uh, which one? Yeah, there was one of them that like the movie could happen with or without him. Well, I, I mean, I think. He, he he's a huge he's he's crucial to every story i mean temple of doom he's he's definitely less involved but if, if he hadn't been there you know i don't think the, well the nazis open up the box and you know when it doesn't matter right well in raiders yeah but yeah. uh but comparing indiana jones to uncharted i do feel like uncharted has a much more because indiana jones stories are very much like a compact yeah one thing they don't build off of one another except for you know little easter eggs here there winks and nods to previous films but um i i will i think (laughs) the the charted series as a whole um i would put it on the same level as raiders uh you know as far as like how important it is to me and the the narrative and and weight of it it's like I, i i feel that but from the entire series standpoint, Uncharted is is more cohesive and and less I mean, bad. I, well, I mean, you know, like Nathan Drake, as much as I I admire and respect Indiana Jones, I feel the same level of admiration for Nathan Drake, and I feel like I know it better. Yeah, uh, you, you think know. it's because it's playable and you are in control? No, because uh, you know Morgan. She watched me play through the. We want we played the entire series except for Lost Legacy. Yeah, we, she didn't watch me play that one, but we played one through four. And oh, you didn't play Golden Abyss either. No, because you don't have to uh, beat it. No, no. <laughs> neither does anybody else anymore. I do. Oh yeah, you do. I still have mine. Um, but she she was just along for the ride the whole time, I and mean, she got a little burnout when the the, the extended gunfights because I was playing it on easy 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 mode, but it's yeah. still. At, how many enemies do i have to but ludo narrative dissonance is what we call that oh is that what it is it is yeah because nathan drake is a fucking serial killer right but he kills bad guys and so it's a tactical it's a term used in gaming development to push the plot but basically you're no better than the people you're killing because you are killing them and it's called ludo narrative dissonance 
that's interesting yeah but, but i mean like you you definitely connect with nathan and and i mean the the whole thing it's like you you want to see him succeed and i don't know like and especially i think uncharted 4 i don't know it might be my favorite two is still my favorite yeah. how do you rank them i don't well probably four two we'll just three. do mainline yeah four four two three one i'd say mine is two four one three i love one one is the reason why i i was like holy shit i just fell in love with the series and i like the fact that it's all in one island it all takes place and it's very singular three unfortunately has to follow the masterpiece that was two yeah and how do you follow a masterpiece you can't right it's the star wars problem too right so like the second one's the best one depending on who you talk to and so the third one is still good but you know the third one is where you know i'm this is slight spoilers but the third one is where you find out that you know his he's not a descendant of sir francis drake and that you know his entire life is a lie and then it's like okay and then before I like because of the s- slightly more serious tone that it takes. Yeah. And as a family man, and, and this is why I connected to it because it's like your passion. You have like you, you get, you finally reunite with your brother that you've had presumed dead for all this time. And then it causes this weird emotional divide. It's like, well, you know, you're a treasure hunter and this is your job, but then you also have your wife. And so like, you know, and then you betray your wife and you do all these things like, man, there's no, I love a lot of video games and there is no video game series that has ever affected me as much personally as the uncharted series. Yeah. And it's just, it's so incredible. Um, and I just, but it's so weird because obviously, you know, uncharted is, you know, an homage to Indiana Jones, but like, I have just never clicked with Indiana Jones. I've seen them all. I don't think they're necessarily bad, but like I don't have the affinity. And I guess I, I can't say it's my age group either because there's so, so many people my age that love Indiana Jones and they love Star Wars. And yeah. I don't love either one of those things. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably just like, I don't, I don't know. Like you're yeah. stuff for But you. I love sci-fi and space. Like I love Mass Effect. Mass Effect is basically Star Wars. Right. But it's not Star Wars. You like Star Trek? I don't know if I've ever I mean, I you know I thought that the J.J. Abrams movies were fine. You know, I, I I would catch the next generation here and there back when I was little, but like, you know, at that age, it was all about comic books and sports for me and professional wrestling at that point. And so, like, those are the three things. Like, if you weren't any of that, like, I I just didn't give it the time of day. So, yeah. you know, and you know, obviously, as time is like, I don't, I I have no blatant like disrespect or like I, it's like whatever. It's just I have tried. Like I'll watch Star Wars. It's like, okay, yeah, it's fine. But I just, it's just, I don't know. Maybe my brain only has so much, you know, like there's this like small space where I can only hold the things that I really love. Like, you know, comic books and, and, you know, Uncharted and Mortal Kombat and these things. And it's like, you know, Star Wars is fine, but like, you know, it's like not something I'm going to go out of my way to like, which is good though, because like, I can't imagine myself being a super into Star Wars. Like I just, it's not, I don't need something else to be super into, you know, (laughs) just because like, you know, it's May the 4th today. Yeah, exactly. That, that was another reason why I was going to talk about that too. Like the amount you grew up in the heyday of Star Wars, right? Not really. Well, I mean, no, I mean, I was like right after, you know, because I was born in 84. So, but, you know, it, it came back to the theaters 
when I was in middle school. So yeah. that was, I mean, that was pretty pivotal. I think I know why Star Wars has never clicked with me. The first movie I ever saw was The Phantom Menace in theaters. You know, I know a lot of people your age and a, and a little bit younger who adore that movie. You know, and it might, it might have just been the point in your life you just couldn't connect with it. But, you know, I, I heard <sighs> Freddie Prince Jr. because he voiced a character in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. And he, someone was arguing with, or had brought up an argument and he kind of just like broke it down. He broke the internet for a day with his rant. And he's like, or maybe it was Dave Filoni or somebody was saying, you know, Star Wars is made for kids. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it never dawned on me that that's why so many people love a Phantom Menace um, or the, the Phantom Menace, uh, the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking look at you, you poser. You're not even a real Star Wars fan. It's been, it's been a while. I, although I, I do, I have rewatched them in like chronological order recently but um but yeah i mean i'm right there with you i mean phantom menace i remember watching it i remember seeing the trailer and i was i almost peed my pants i was so excited you were in high school is that right no you were no 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 no, no. i was in middle school yeah because it came out i always like again that that age gap between me and you is so substantial (laughs) oh my god five years um what was the first movie you ever saw in the theater ghostbusters 2 well the first one I remember was Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Yeah. Underrated movie. You know, I think people give it a bad rap because most of the time people have watched it on television. Yeah. But if you actually watch it on Blu-ray or, you know, DVD or whatever, um, it's better than than I think most people remember because yeah. they edit out so much, so many little things because it is funny. Yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely not you know, the first film you can it's, tell again, but it's, it's, it's that same issue. It's following the first film. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't think most of the people's heart was really in it. You know, I mean, well, we I know Bill Murray didn't want to be yeah, in it. <laughs> Bill Murray's wasn't for sure, but is he, yeah. he's, is he in the new one? Like I'm sure he's got a cameo. Everybody's in it. Uh, well, I, I they, that that's, you know, Harold yeah. Ramis passed, but uh, I even think there are rumors that Rick Moranis is in it. Do your Rick Moranis? Oh no, it's so bad. No, it's so good. I think I did on the last one. Go listen to that first one. (laughs) I don't even know how what episode it was. (laughs) Hey, would you like some ice water? Do what? Some mineral water. Yeah, mineral water. Um, what is the what's more terrifying for you? Like being in space alone, or being in in a in a ship? underneath in the deep waters of the ocean uh i think i'd be more afraid of space really yeah because like at least if i'm stuck in the ocean at least i know i'm on earth you know (laughs) yeah but dude so you think space is more terrifying yeah because it's forever i don't i mean yes but to me that's a little bit more blissful I'm not the, the, the fucking deep, the deep, like the Mariana trench. Like that shit is terrifying to me. Like, I don't even like being, you don't even like the ocean, bro. You don't even like water. Yeah. But I, I'm not, I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of the water either. It's just, I don't like creatures, man. I don't, well, know. I mean, like, you know, it is, I know a lot of people that feel the same way, you know, as you do, like they would not want to be trapped in the ocean. I don't want to be trapped anywhere, but like, let's say like, I think when I saw gravity or one of those, it's like one of the characters just kind of floating 
out in space and just like i mean if like if you know you flick somebody they would they would fly forever until they yeah. hit a planet or something hit them or something or they yeah um and that it, it just like boggles the mind i i found this was years ago uh there was a website that broke down the solar system just our solar system into pixels and like the moon they equated to one pixel and you started at the sun and you just held the left and right arrow and it would scroll from the sun yeah. to, I don't know, I guess uh, Uranus or Neptune or whatever. I don't think they counted Pluto anymore. Um, Poor Pluto. And it, it boggled my mind, the distance. Yeah. And to think if you, let's say you had some substantial air supply and some way to be fed, you know, for an extended period of time, just to think about floating through nothingness um is that's pretty scary you'd go insane i I think that's true solitude i mean like i mean even i mean being trapped in the ocean trapped anywhere you're gonna feel solitude but it um i mean would it feel much different because there's no light down there so unless there's bioluminescent animals that yeah but i mean at a certain point i feel like you would just go insane right oh yeah 100 just because like to know like let's say you 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 get drifted off from like the fucking space station you're on and there's no way to get back like just knowing like this is it like you know at, at, at a certain point you're probably just gonna take your helmet off and just end it right yeah i mean it would be it would be more <laughs> gentle to your psyche to do that to yourself yeah right and there's a reason why you know they put all these horror movies in space because space is terrifying there was some lady that I don't know. You know, I I feel like sometimes you see shit on Twitter and it's like they do it purposely to be a troll. But like she was like like a writer, like a film writer and was talking about how you can't have horror in space. And I'm just like, Why? oh, dude, she got ripped to shreds, bro. Like she even held a poll and it was like 98 to 2 percent. It was like 150,000 votes on this thing. And it was like, can you have horror in space? And like everyone was like, yes. Like, yeah, have you course. never watched Alien or Aliens? I mean, well, like, <laughs> I mean, like, it, in if you take things outside of what we know, anything is possible, right? So, how is that not more ripe for like creative thinking and 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 like fear? Right. Than, I mean, like, make like Godzilla. That's a scary idea, but everyone knows that's never going to happen. But some giant bug man in outer space that could just look at you and melt you with some sort of like gamma ray like that. Hey, maybe that exists. I don't know. Yeah. But it's possible out there, but it's not possible here. So yeah, it's way more terrifying. Isn't like Godzilla, like an allegory for like what the atomic bomb is. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. So suspension of disbelief. When do you think it, is needed and when it's not like obviously you know we watch you know the avengers and obviously there's an inherent like knowingness to us that we know that okay well you know we we we, we get that these people can do all these things but like where is the line for you know disbelief do you think i think because you know it's funny like so i i do a podcast with my buddy Rhett. Uh, called the Dipped in Tone podcast, and he does not dig Marvel movies. Shout out, Rhett. You look good in that shirt. <laughs> he d- he does not. Inter- he's he's not entertained by comic book movies, and the thing that makes them so um, important to me 
is not the fact that, okay, like I, I know these fantastic things don't exist. I think I suspend my disbelief because of the actors and the story and, and your investment in them as quote unquote people. Yeah. And like that to me is usually where I will say, I'll just go along for the ride. Um, if, if, if someone can portray a character or show a belief in whatever they're doing on film, you buy into it. And right. I think, I think the Marvel universe for the most part does that really well, uh, especially with their heroes and you root for them. And like, I think and in a lot of movies are like that. It's like you, you, you can just go along for the ride um, with, depending on the actors. Who is your favorite villain in the MCU? Uh, because to me, I don't know what it says about me as a person, but I gravitate towards really good villains. And I think that's why I've always, one of the main reasons why I love Batman and why Batman is my favorite is because his rogues gallery is, you know, him, between Batman and Spider-Man, those rogues galleries are, you know, undeniable. And yeah. so as far as the on screen, you know, especially, you know, with the Nolan people, some people don't like Nolan, whatever, but like the villains are the star of the show. Like it's a Batman movie about Batman, but really it's like, you know, Heath Ledger and, and Tom Hardy, Bane, like those specifically, those like they, they, you gravitate towards those people. And like in the early days of the MCU, they struggled. That, that was the one complaint that I think you could, you could, you know, actually give to the MCU was like, yeah, everything is great, but all of their villains are just, you know, carbon copies of the heroes. You know, you had Abomination and Iron Monger and like, you know, all these things. Red Skull was a little different, but, you know, again, Loki was basically the best villain they had only because he had been, he was in like five movies. Yeah. But as time has gone on, you know, Killmonger you 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 sympathize with Killmonger because he's not wrong. He's actually right. correct. It's just, you know, the way he went about it. Same thing with Thanos. Right. Not wrong. But again, it's, you know, it's how you do those. So who's your favorite villain? And you that know, includes TV shows too. Well, I mean, of all... I mean, does this count? Homecoming, like Michael yeah. Keaton, Vulture. I mean, I think... Good. I, I, I love... Thanos and and I think Thanos and his whole reason for doing what he's doing. It, I mean, it to, in a twisted way, it makes sense. You right. know, I mean, it's not it's not fair, but like I get it. But like just what they did with um, what's the vulture's name? What's his actual person? Tombs. Adrian yeah, Tombs. Tombs. Um, you know, he was just trying to do a thing and then fell into crime. And and I don't know. You kind of believe it in that scene with peter and him in the car oh yeah they realize who each other is is like so perfect mm -hmm. um and you know like it's definitely there's not a whole lot of a de development there but i i spider-man's my favorite and right he's my favorite hero and, and he has some of my favorite villains and and i think apart from thanos which is like a given yeah the vulture it's great i love loki and i think i love I didn't, I mean, I never gave a shit about Loki in the comic books, like, you know, but I think it's because Tom Hiddleston's performance and portrayal of Loki that I'm just like, fuck yeah, Loki's dope. Like, I love Loki. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I just recently rewatched those again in chronological order. Um, except for Captain Marvel. Except for Captain Incredible Marvel. Hulk, because you can't. 
Well, well, yeah, that wasn't on Disney, and I didn't watch Spider Man because I've I've seen those enough. I feel like, <laughs> right? I know, but Loki. I mean, I know he's what he's trying to do, but I always feel like he's 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 not evil enough, right? To, I mean, and that's his character, you know, and I get it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I uh, I, I I love his portrayal and i love tom hiddleston and everything but i i don't think of him as much as a villain and just like he's just a thorn in their side that they have to you know flick out every couple of years who is your favorite comic book villain across not even just in general i don't know maybe magneto um you know uh, because like i again just like thanos like i kind of understand magneto's reasoning um and i really love the x-men but i think i mean i don't know i i've not read that many comics uh i read a lot of star wars comics but as far as marvel comics i read you know some i read uh, x-men and i read some uh spider-man stuff but not that much right i mostly got my exposure through the cartoon and so much stuff like everyone else did you know yeah what mcu project are you looking forward to the most fantastic four are you yeah i want to see it because i feel like it could be done so well because it's a it's a silly idea but i think they could execute it in in such a fantastic i don't know if you know this but comic books in general are kind of a silly idea well i know absolutely (laughs) critically silly but i do feel like that that movie has a lot has a lot of potential i mean I don't know who's going to be in it. I don't know who's directing it. I don't know anything about it, but I'm excited for it. So, yeah, it'll be nice to see it done correctly. This will be the fourth and no fifth Fantastic Four movie, right? There was the one that was done in the 90s that was never released. It's terrible. And then there's the two with Jessica Alba. And then there's the one that came out with uh, Killmonger. Right. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just hope they take the Spider-Man route and don't explain. Like, you know, we don't need another origin story. Like, that should be in the in, the opening sequence. Should be them like in space, space rays, yeah, turning into stuff, and then, and then they're they're just in the the Baxter Building. I'm in this weird phase with the MCU where like I'm not like shit my pants excited for anything except for Moon Knight obviously because it's extremely close and personal but and blade right and i don't know if like that's not to say that like i'm not excited like eternals okay it's gonna be cool i don't i know fuck all about eternals right and i i don't know much about shang chi other than like he was created in the 70s off of you know the the craze in the united states uh you know the kung fu craze and you know like i've never read it's kind of like in a weird way, I feel like a lot of this stuff coming up could be like Guardians of the Galaxy because, like, you know, there's like maybe two people that read Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie came out, right. and, and like that's one of my favorite MCU movies of all time. I love like the first one is so infinitely re- rewatchable; it's crazy. Um, plus, it helps that the cast is like perfect. Um, but like, I you know, I love the MCU, but it's just like I don't, I'm not like super super like raged about anything, but I'm not like not raged. It's yeah. just like, yeah, okay, I'll watch it. You know, like Black Widow, like, I don't know if I'll go to the theater. If I don't, I'll probably spend $30, $30 and watch it at home. Like, I don't know, like, just 
you know, it, you know, I don't know. It's just because I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm invested at this point that I, I you know, I just feel like I got to keep going. Uh, color <laughs> me disinterested for the the Black Widow movie. Like I was watching because they just did that little promo reel, yeah. or whatever, and they showed um, freaking Hopper's character, <laughs> Red Guardian. Yeah. Okay. And he like kicks the shield just like Cap does. For like, did you see that? Yeah. I mean, he's the Russian Captain America. I know, but like, why do they have to? I just it feels it feels that feels so recycled. And the Taskmaster well, Taskmaster's outfit is awful. It looks. I, I have this bad. theory about the Taskmaster is going to be a female, and like it's unnecessary. Like it doesn't need to be. And you know, Taskmaster is a great villain that you could use throughout. Just like you know, just like he he was in the Spider Man game. Like he doesn't have he can just be like a recurring villain that appears in all of these movies and shows. But like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. My whole theory on the whole thing is that it you didn't actually see Black Widow die in Endgame. It was Yelena, the other one, because you notice like in the movies she like drastically changes her hair with like yeah, and then they do that, but she goes from like red to like super blonde. And I feel like there's going to be some sort of twist inside Black Widow to where you're going to find out that when Nat dies, she's not like, because, you know, there's that point to where, like, they ask for her to come back, right? Right. She doesn't come back because she's not, she's not dead. Right. So I feel like that's one of those weird loose ends. I don't know. That's just my, that's my personal theory about it. I don't know if that's actually what's going to come true or not. I, I don't know. Um, but I know you got to go. You got to. Oh, no. Well, I mean, we, we have any, we can do a little bit longer. Uh, okay. Well, fine. Okay. We'll do it. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> you're the one as to do a, the thing, the parent thing. Um, uh, my, my child's already asleep. Uh, if you could fight an animal, what is the biggest animal you think you could take in a fight? <laughs> I saw that question. I was like, I hope he doesn't ask me that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. A baby like, chick. No, I mean, like, I feel like I asked you that question last time you were on the podcast. Maybe. I don't know, man. Like, anything that's real big, I don't want to, like, tussle with. You know, I don't like, because, like, you don't want to fight a bear. You don't want to fight a gorilla. No, I don't want to fight, like, a big dog either. You, you don't want to fight a cat. Yeah, I mean, I fight a normal sized cat, but, <laughs> uh, I mean, any mm. cat, no way. No. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. A, do I have any weapons? No, it's you're just like you're being attacked by this thing randomly. Um, I mean, it's a kangaroo, but I, I don't. That's not a kangaroo that. would fuck your shit up. <laughs> he'd, oh. be like, he'd be like sidestep. He'd be like, bah, 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 bah. he'd just be like Mike. He'd be like you and Mike Tyson. Yeah, I no, no. There's. I don't know what would be the biggest size animal. A rabbit, like <laughs> capybara or something. Like Are they that. mean? Probably they got big teeth. <laughs> Beavers have big teeth too. Yeah, but capybara have big, I mean, big rodent teeth, probably all like infected. <laughs> <laughs> There's that's like the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. Is the capybara is just like one of those things. Oh, um, what? That, that's that's like a there's a metal band name for zombie it. capybara. Have, have are you excited for the uh, the Dawn of the Dead sequel? Uh, is Zack Snyder doing it? Yeah. Uh, does it have Batista in it? Uh, yes. I haven't seen the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. 
I, I mean, I love zombie movies, so I'll probably yeah. enjoy it. But I, you know, like, is it safe to say that Dawn of the Dead is Zack Snyder's best movie? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you've got Justice League, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. Uh, I, like, I like 300. I think, you know, it's fine. But man, like when we were in college, it was such the dude bro movie. And it was oh, I know. Just like, it was like, oh, I mean, yeah. I, I liked Man of Steel. I mean, I think it's, yeah. there's a lot of really stupid. I'm moments. pretty sure James Gunn was the writer of that Dawn of the Dead movie. Oh, really? I think James Gunn's the writer and Zack Snyder was the director. I think, well, I mean, as far as like a movie I would want to rewatch over and over, yeah, that would be that would be it. The that Dawn of the Dead is actually better than the original. I'm gonna go on record. So different. It I mean, is, but dude, some of those George A. Romero's are not watchable. No, anymore. I mean the my favorite of all of them uh, is just the remake of Night of the Living Dead that was done in the 80s or whatever. Yeah. Like that, it's but that wasn't him. Yeah. Um. I've watched most of the Romero movies and I, I mean, I'll agree, but you know, I like, um, what's the third one where they're in the military base and they have bub or whatever, the zombie pet guy. I forget what that um, one is. Yeah. I like that one. Okay. But they're just, yeah, they're all pretty campy, but yeah, I mean, it, at face value, the remake of yeah. Dawn, of the Living, Dawn of the dead or yeah. God. <laughs> um, do you think, I mean, obviously they can work both ways, but do you think if you're watching a zombie, should zombies be like slow or should they be fast? I think because the argument is, is if they're fast, like in 28 days later, 28 weeks later, they're not actually zombies, you know, like I am legend. They're not actually zombies. They're infected. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I think that, that slower ones are, I mean the Walking Dead sort of thing, like when it, when they congregate and you'd get this big herd. Like I think that is is way more terrifying. Like Dead Rising. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think the slow. I think for a zombie movie to be effective, it needs to have that sort of like intensity yeah. and slowness to it. Um, I mean, because this like the twenty eight days later and and you know the Zack Snyder zombies and you know whatever it, the the day of the z day or whatever that yeah Brad Pitt world war z world war z z day <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a zombie movie yeah i'm sure it was like a sci-fi yeah, original sci-fi series um <laughs> like i mean it's like oh man like that's oh that's crazy but i'm not like coming around a corner and seeing something look at you and lumber at you that's pretty scary i don't know so who's the most believable like 80s slasher like which one do you think it'd be the most terrifying to get like to face like jason michael myers freddy krueger uh what's the uh the needle dude what's his name hellraiser pinhead or whatever yeah pinhead um man oh that's a that's hard you know i've never actually seen halloween the first uh, one's great yeah i mean like that would but it's also you know that comes to another thing too like not to go into this whole thing but like literally there's people that wanted to complain that the plot of MK doesn't make any sense. Or if like Raiden does this thing, it, it like, okay, motherfucker, if you just like chop Michael Myers' head off, like it's over. Right. Like, again, it comes back to like, you can literally tear apart any movie 
by changing something in the plot. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, all of them, they're all just like unkillable. They just like seemingly, and you know, that's, I like Halloween. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a big horror fan just because none, none of those are remote. And, you know, it sounds dumb because I'm sitting here talking about Marvel and all these things that I like, but none of those horror movies are remotely believable. Like just fucking kill them and it's over, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, cause to me, alien, alien is, oh, yeah. The Xenomorph and Alien is like the scariest because I mean that first movie it's just it's a it's a slasher movie you know yeah. it's like this thing that pops out and like it's not there's not many like there's a few kills in it like that yeah. are pretty visceral but this this mostly just like craziness and jump scares and stuff but I I mean to me that's like the ultimate you know like looming threat sort of movie I wish we could get a good Predator movie to where it's that same like vein where i mean but it's like also how do you get people in the middle of the jungle (laughs) like randomly you know but it's like to get like do that to where like this you know the predators like hunting people like i'm i didn't see the adrian brody one i don't know if it's any good it's good it's it's definitely to me because is that the most is that the newest one no because they made like predators predators yeah Yeah. is that it? No, I don't know. There's like the big, there's like a super predator thing. I see. Um, yeah, yeah, that one's not very good. There, at least all the reviews. I, I didn't watch it because the reviews were just like, don't, don't bother. Yeah. But the second predator movie, it's like that's it's just weird. Um, With Danny Glover. <laughs> yeah, but the Adrian Brody one's like it's kind of cool, but at the same time, it's nothing can hold a candle to the first one. The first but one's to me, same. that's like not. It's not, it's not really scary. It's, yeah, it's not even a horror movie. It's just. No, it's just an action movie with a, an invisible weird cricket monster man <laughs> i love the noise that the predator makes oh it's, yeah it's yeah. so cool um as we wrap this train up is there anything you want to promote where do people find you oh man um internet <laughs> yeah like you fucking need help on social media by the way well i mean i dude I, i've definitely hit a plateau and it's i mean i i'm on instagram i'm at mythos pedals um, mythos pedals if you just google that you'll find everything and then our podcast is dipped in tone uh youtube spotify and all that and it's just guitar talk but um yeah on, on instagram i hit forty thousand followers and you know it it's one of those things it's like instagram is so hard it's so oh yeah hard because it, the algorithm changes how you're shown and promoted changes and every time I try at Instagram, because when you have a business account, you can do this insight button and see, okay, you gained this many and lost this many. And for weeks, I was just losing every day. I was losing as more than I gained every day. And then I'll post like a picture of my proton pack that I'm building and my, my followers go way up. And then I'll post a picture of a guitar pedal or something I make and sell. And then my, my followers go way down. And it's like, it's so frustrating to the point where now um, I just barely try and yeah. it really sucks because uh, I'm, I'm finally getting into a commercial space. I'm getting out of the house and that's awesome, but it's, it's so um, I'm so burnt out and exhausted on all the social media stuff. Uh, I can imagine if it's not instantaneous, if it's not doing a live stream 
or um, I do a lot of Instagram stories and do Q and A's and those are really fun and, and help connect with the audience, but it's not something that shows up in my stream. If I can't do it like quickly and instantaneously and get that immediate feedback and connection with people, it's like, it's hard for me to even bring myself to get motivated to do it. So yeah, it's really rough. How's the podcast going? Good. Yeah. We just surpassed uh, 6,000 subscribers on YouTube and um, it's been, really what's that fun. like? <laughs> Rhett has over 300,000 on his YouTube. So it's just, I mean, you talk about another thing that's like a ton of work, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a, it's full time. It's, you know, every day, full time. You know, he's constantly thinking he has an assistant to help him do editing now because it's just like, there's only so much one human can do when you're trying to create content like that. And, and, and literally anytime you go out to, you're doing something musical, you got to film it. It's like, you know, it's just constant. But, but it's, I mean, the podcast is doing well and it's like definitely um, been, been fun. The audio side of things is, is good, but it's like, you know, we, we, it's so by the seat of our pants because literally every Friday, um, normally we don't pick a topic. And so Friday morning, we'll, we'll get on our, our live stream or our like video chat <laughs> and say, hey, have you thought anything? <laughs> and and then uh we get on our discord because we have a discord server like everyone else on the planet now and hopefully someone will suggest something that we hey we got one about. of those yeah we talk about for half an hour so but yeah but yeah you can find me on the internet and find the podcast <laughs> and i yeah so if you want to be found you can be found come look for me <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for hanging out with me for an hour and a half or however long it was, I don't know. It's always good. You're one of those people that like, no, we can go weeks without talking to each other, but as soon as we do, it's just like, just like we hadn't missed a beat. That's it, baby. Yeah, baby.